This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast where we talk about all the joys, pains, suffering, and sorrow of the grand martial art of Aikido. I am Aikido President's Head Instructor, Christopher Hahn, and with me today is... Joshua Tihi, Assistant Instructor at Aikido of Fresno. And Maya Solano McDaniel, 3rd Q and Student at Aikido of Fresno. That might have been my favorite introduction that you've done. Awesome. What did you say? Masterful? What did he say? It was grand. I think grand. grand. Masterful. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, it's positive, sometimes it's negative. <laughs> Today was good. So, um, we are actually out here enjoying some food tonight at uh, P.F. Chang's. P.F. Chang's. For one of our wonderful listeners. It was anonymous, so we don't know who it we was. We got an anonymous, um, yeah. Send us some gift cards to have this delicious dinner that we had tonight, and we're all super full, and we ate a bunch of stuff. Wait, um, wait, so, we drink a bunch. So, thank you, anonymous yeah. listener, for the delicious dinner. And so now we're here podcasting because that's what we do. Hopefully, the uh, noise is a little bit ambient yeah. and not too much. So the meter's saying that none of the backups getting backgrounds getting picked up. I mean, I'm sure that's a lie, but like yeah. not much of it, especially so, compared to us. So let's jump right in. So I think last week I teased this. I'm ready to go. Let's do it. I think last week I teased this. I think, or I thought it would be an interesting. Uh, podcast to talk about, you know, Chris, you've come up with this spectrum of conflict, um, which I think is a really interesting way to look at um, martial arts because it, it kind of puts martial arts in uh, a very specific, um, a, a very specific place on the spectrum, and you can kind of see what what a martial art might be good for. And um, a, a hint in that is not not much. You know, I mean, a lot of the martial arts that we see are very uh, far on the end, the bad end of the spectrum. Um, it allows us to see the limits of yeah, there different you go. martial arts. Right, it allows us to see the Just limits the, the of the boundaries, your, the limits, right. the, the which I don't sk- think, strengths and weaknesses. Which I don't think is something that gets talked about a lot, you know? So no. you talk about, people talk about, you know, oh, boxing... Kick, karate, whatever. Karate versus Muay Thai um, versus right, right, BJJ right. versus. And they don't Aikido. really, they don't really see like, okay, well, where, where, where might that fit on the spectrum of con- on, on the spectrum of things that I might need to know to, you know, protect myself or to to keep myself safe. So there's a lot of confusion there. I think it's everything's just like put on the same plane. Like let's just, uh, you know, it's all everything's just on the same. Yep, level all the same right. stuff, right. and it, it makes it very confusing. Yeah. So, and and I think for me, it really is illuminating in that it shows um, limitations for things, but it also shows the opportunity, and especially for Aikido, it shows the opportunity, like the thing that Aikido uh, and the specific Aikido can help with the 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 area of conflict that Aikido and Aikido works in, and once you see it in that. Uh, context for me it's like everything becomes very clear it's like yeah it's, we're not doing that we don't want to do that um, this is what we're doing yeah. not that so yeah I think we should start with sort of just just breaking down uh, that spectrum uh, so maybe you could just run us from you know beginning to end on the spectrum and and what is you know uh, where, where does it start, where does it end, and, and what it all means, and then we can kind of discuss where Aikido falls. Yeah, so basically uh, this spectrum came to me because I needed it. I needed to understand what was going on, um, and it, it was a long process of, like, trying to figure out what was going on. So, you know, I read about Aikido, like everyone does, and it promises all these kind of awesome things, 
And so I learned Aikido, and I spent time with a really good teacher, and I got to the black belt level, and then I still felt like I couldn't uh, do what Aikido said I could do. So uh, I went and studied mixed martial arts, and then mixed martial artists, arts could do what it said it could do. Um, and Aikido This is a lot of questions that people are having right now, right? I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, and, and so, like, to me, it was like, uh, for a while there, it was like, oh, well, Aikido sucks, and MMA is good, because... MMA can do what it says it can do, and Aikido can't do what it says it can do. Um, and then I did the Dog Brothers fight, and in the Dog Brothers fight, uh, Aikido stuff appeared. Um, and, and now when I look at it, you know, to me it was like, wow, that was super revolutionary. Now when I look at it, I only still got a tiny hint of what of Aikido what? actually right, right, could right. do. But it was cool because for the first time I saw that Aikido could do something, right? Before I felt like Aikido really couldn't do anything when we're talking about. So through lots of working with it and over time, I really came to realize that it's like there are different skill sets that are required at different stages as conflict unfolds. Um, and we tend to, to really uh, – uh, our dessert is here. <laughs> oh, yeah, no sweat at all. Totally we can fine. add it. Thank you so much. Holy ah, shit! Yeah, serious guy. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the best. Whoa! Oh, I didn't, uh, I didn't uh, know that it came with a giant thing of ice. Look at that! So. Here we are. Uh, this is Hey, that's perfect. Thank I'm you, I'm not sir. gonna complain awesome. about Thank that. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> so you'll give us a couple seconds to. Yeah. Get, get ourselves situated here before we get back into this. We just got a delicious lava cake. I don't know if even you're going to edit this out or not. Maybe leave it in. Who I knows? Yeah, some of it, but we'll leave some of it in so everyone knows we're having delicious dessert. Delicious chocolate cake. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. It's the great wall of chocolate cake. Pretty serious stuff. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm just going to take this. Just, just go for it, Josh. Just, just live your dreams. Live your best life. You maybe want to give me some? Oh, I've just been getting, eating with the serving spoon. Oh, we're <laughs> all eating the serving spoon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, these yeah. are just gigantic. Yeah. Made for an army. There we go. I all right, here we up. are. We're back. Where everybody, hey, tuned in. We're back. I can't remember what it was that, what, what, what was it that you were saying? <laughs> so basically, I, um, I figured out the spectrum because, um, I, I realized that there were certain skill sets that that were required at different stages along conflict. So conflict doesn't just appear out of nowhere. Conflict is a buildup of several different things. And so I feel like most martial arts just kind of try to answer the question of what happens when we're already in the thick of it and someone's already stabbing me to death or someone's already choking me to death or someone's already wrestling me. Um, and there are skill sets for that, and it's good to know those skill sets. But there are also skill sets that precede that stuff, and those skill sets are maybe in a lot of ways more favorable skill sets to master, because if you master those, you'd never go further down the line. If your um, goal is self-defense. If the goal is self-defense. You know, even if the goal is not self-defense, mastery of the earlier skill sets will enable you to dominate sooner or whatever it is you want to do in conflict. Um, if you master the earlier skill sets, you'll be better at doing that stuff that you want, you know, so for self-defense, it's clear, but for other stuff, too. So, uh, let, let's really break it down, um, break it down for people, uh, of, you know, what, what, 
the the various the various points, and then and then we can actually put Aikido on the spectrum, and then we can talk about that. I think that's important. So the spectrum begins with proximity. Proximity is simply being close to someone who may cause conflict. Um, several different uh, self-defense uh, specialists have worked on this problem and come up with different little charts and ways to talk about it. They're really handy, and I use them. Um, so the, the first thing to understand, though, is that you have to be close to trouble for for conflict to arise. Right. So if you're, you're at your house, you're all alone, you stay there, you're probably pretty cool. Yeah. No, no major happen. conflict appearing. Either you will have to be close to the situation or the situation will come to you. Right. Right. Either you, way, there's proximity there. will be there. proximity. Right. You and, and that distance, right, may be dependent on the situation, you know? Like, it may be um, the length of a, however far a gun can shoot, depending on the situation. Or it could be the length of how far a missile can launch, right? Like Sure, sure. Or it and could like, you be know, like, how far someone can room. throw a punch. I mean, it could be a room, it right? Be, like, right. It, it, it could, could happen be over like, the internet. Right. It could happen over the radio. Right, you could be right. a radio host, and this podcast could piss people off, right? So somehow <laughs> you have to be in proximity to proximity. someone to begin conflict. After proximity... Uh, you have what's re- called I call relationship, okay? And relationship, I like to say in the self-defense class, seems like a weird thing to call this, but you need to realize that every time you're in proximity to someone, you begin relationship. And the first stage of relationship is simply stranger, right? So someone we're close to, like near in proximity, that we don't know, we call that person a stranger. And then if you feel good about that person, they go up, right? They become someone you like. Uh, then they become maybe someone you would call a friend, uh, and then maybe a loved one, a family member, stuff like this, like as it goes up, you know. It could also go down and become negative, someone I dislike, someone I have contempt for, someone I would actively try to hurt in some way. Um, and then it becomes uh, a threat level, which is like, it's I'm so upset at this person that I'm going to hit them or kick them or something like that, right? So uh, the next stage is relationship. After relationship comes intent. So let's say a relationship goes negative. Um, then I begin to think of what I'm going to do to get you. And that's intent, right? And so that could be as simple as I want to punch you in the face, I punch you in the face. It could be as complicated as when you go to sleep at night, I'm going to sneak in your house and piss on you. Or, you know, I don't know, it's some crazy, you know, big plan. Um, so I don't know why that was my crazy something. I was like, what, could, what would I never There's do? There's some interesting that things in your head. That is definitely a big plan. Um, so it could be some crazy, big, specialized plan. Um, then after intent becomes action. So if you, after your intent arises, so you know, I'm going to do something to them, you have to actually begin to do it. So if it's as simple as, you know, punch them in the face, then you just throw your punch, and that's the beginning of action. If it's a big complicated plan, then we got to take whatever steps, you know. i got to find out what that person's schedule is like, or i got to find out where they live, or whatever crazy stuff you're planning. Got to stalk so them for four next weeks. Next is the, the stage of action, right? Then after action... Um, becomes uh, and that would be the actual moving into moving position to do it, whatever to it is, right? Or, yeah. en- enacting the plan. Right, right, and so like it could be as complicated as you know, like finding out where they live, or as simple as getting a step closer so I can punch them in the face. Right, so that's right. action. Then comes contact. Contact is where my body actually physically meets their body, um, and then after that is struggle. So if, if none of these are resolved earlier. Then it will always go to struggle, and struggles where you're trying to do something, I'm trying to do something. You're trying to do something, I'm trying to do something, and we're gonna figure out who wins. I usually like to talk about that as physical struggle, being grappling, but it could also be like, say, a fencing match is is struggle, 
um, where it's like, you know, Europe something, I'm up something. Europe something, I'm up something. Boxing but it's become more complicated than just touching them and finishing it. Now it's, you know, we're engaged in some kind of exchange. Okay. I see. So. so it's proximity, relationship, intent, action, action struggle. Contact. Contact. Struggle. Correct. So I and think then that's, that's that one. It's all going... You and know, it, left to right in and that it goes, direction. And, and it goes from easiest to most difficult. So right. uh, proximity is the easiest to solve for. You leave. <laughs> Get out or of there. Or you don't go there. That's or you don't simple. go there. Right. You, right. right. you don't go to that right. crazy party where there's those loudmouth, dangerous people, right. right? So proximity is the easiest. Uh, struggles are when you're in struggle, it's the hardest, right? And so We're on hard. the ground grappling. This, you're crushing right, me. Right. It's horrible. This to me was very kind of eye-opening. Like, so... I think that when, when most people talk about fighting, they're talking about struggle. Like, that's what yep. they're, they're yes. not talking about any other, they're simply talking about struggle. And they don't even our, know they're talking right, about that. On our, on our spectrum. And struggle is stupid, right? I mean, it, for a <laughs> lot of reasons. One yeah. is, um, it's taxing, right? Like, I mean, it, it's just, it's a difficult thing. And it is 100% um, dependent on... Um, you know, uh, certain attributes that the You're other person has. Either being more skilled or right. physically stronger or so bigger or whatever. It puts you at a disadvantage in that if you are up against uh, some, you know, someone who is more powerful, uh, someone who is more knowledgeable, someone uh, who has more people, someone who has uh, better weapons, you will lose. Like you will just lose unless some. And you talk about this when we're talking about self-defense. You know, there is luck. And luck is a thing that happens, and we should all be grateful for that, and it should give us hope. But generally, if we're looking at um, who's going to win in a struggle, it's the person that is bigger, stronger, more knowledgeable, right? Now, More numbers, more weapons. As we move (laughs) back on that spectrum of conflict, those things become less important. Right. Right? All the way back. So, fighting. That's why we tell little kids to... Run away when right. a stranger asks yes. them, do you want to get in my van I have candy? You know, instead right. of saying, punch the stranger in the face, you little kid. Because right. we know a little right. kid No cannot... one tells their kids, hey, look, when someone asks you for, for candy, you run up to them and kick, kick them, in the, them in the ball. And then punch them a bunch and then claw their face. Because if you're telling your kid to do that, you're irresponsible. Because right. A, your kid's probably going to go to jail. B, your kid's probably going to get the shit beat out of him. Because he's a kid. Right, right. Right, and so it's like we, we, we all recognize a kid's tiny compared to an adult, right. and so we're not going to instruct the kid to, you know, b- pick a fight or right. something. We're going to get out of there, run away, so, deal with proximity because you're a little kid, and you can right. that's what you can handle. So this, to me, uh, was very uh, illuminating uh, in that you realize, like, fighting's dumb. Now, look, fighting is, is fun uh, in, like, a sparring situation mm-hmm. where, like, we know, like, you're not going to kill me, I'm not going to kill you. That can be fun. It can also be really fun, and there's a lot oh, of yeah. stuff that can be you can get out of that. But in a life or death, real out on the street situation, fighting is stupid. Right. Okay. And you know, it's great to have fighting skills. Like, right. You know, I think everyone should try to develop some fighting skills. You know, the ability to go through pain, struggle skills. I guess would be thing. yeah, struggle skills. I think they're skills super good skills. skills to have. But the problem is, for most people, the word martial art and the word fighting are synonymous right right Right. i'm learning martial arts thus i'm learning to fight right no that's not true there are lots of skills that are martial arts you could be learning that have nothing to do with fighting in fact the majority of them should be nothing to do with fighting this brings us to aikido because aikido should if uh we are 
you know, looking at it uh, in the way we look, at, in, in the way our school looks at it, and, and in the way that it has sort of been described uh, to most people, should not exist in the area of struggle. Chris, why don't you tell us about <laughs> Chris? Chris, why don't you go tell, ahead. Tell me about. Tell us a story. About tell us a story. <laughs> tell us about like how you figured out that the things that we learn in Aikido don't fit in that struggle category. Because it's like you may look at Aikido and go, okay, there's some grabbing there and, you know, you're throwing someone. Like, that's kind of similar to something like maybe judo, which you would definitely call a struggle. You know, like, or there's pins. That's similar to something that's like, you know, you know, something that pins is a very struggle-y like kind of thing. Down, pinning right. Them, yeah. right, like, so, so why would, why do you not consider that like, you know, why do you not consider Aikido something well, that I, I don't know, belongs in struggle? Start, where would you put Aikido on the spectrum? Yeah. Um, so I'd put Aikido on the spectrum. Aikido is um, really has a lot to do with intent, has a lot to do with uh, action, has a fair amount to do with contact, and has the tiniest, tiniest, tiniest bit to do about struggle. Um, so when we're talking about Aikido, I would say all the techniques of struggle are the techniques of kumiuchi. That's like kill waza, nage waza, stuff like that. Really, that's what most people unfortunately focus on in their Aikido. But Aikido doesn't shine it. And, and then so like that's where I'd put Aikido on the spectrum. And then to hit Maya's question, like how did I realize that? Well, because I went and did a bunch of struggle. Um, I went and did MMA. And I realized that the stuff I was doing in Aikido didn't work right. in that. So it, it's like – this skill set doesn't work, which initially, because I made the word martial art and the word fighting synonymous, I go, oh, Aikido's not good at martial arts. Now, that's not true. Aikido's not good at fighting. And if you read any Aikido book, it probably says that right away. Right, right. Aikido's not about fighting. Right, right. But they were synonymous in my head, so somehow I just, uh, that must be wrong, what people are saying. Um, and then once I did a bunch of struggle, I realized, like, oh, um, Aikido's no good for this. And then when I started to understand other contexts that could happen, the other stages on the spectrum, then I was like, oh, Aikido's great for this, and Aikido's great for this, and Aikido's great for this, just not for struggle. Right. And I think that's really an awesome thing to realize, and I, be I think that if more people can realize that and then really uh, begin to uh, explore that and play with that, you'll see that there are a lot of opportunities for Aikido to do some really interesting, awesome, cool stuff within self-defense that totally. have nothing to do with struggle. So, yeah. you know, you're over here thinking, like, how can I improve my Ikkyo or whatever? And it's like, no, 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 Like, that's cool and, like, whatever. But there's this other thing that you could be doing that will, like, improve your martial skill exponentially. Right. So, so I'm glad that I spent a lot of time in real traditional Aikido and learn to do the techniques well. That being said, learning to do the techniques really well is way less important right. than understanding how Aikido situations play out. Right. And if you understand how Aikido situations play out, then the techniques will come in handy when they come in handy, and they will work for you beautifully. But you cannot think that the first idea is you're gonna run in there and Ikkyo someone, or you're gonna run in there and Kodogai someone, because you've already screwed everything up. It's only when you create that kind of situation that, that you should create with distancing and timing and everything else that the Aikido techniques will appear and will appear naturally and will work really great. 
Yeah. Um, but it's it's a different mindset. It's a total different mindset, which is, again, what everyone tells you about Aikido when you first start studying it, but then you forget suddenly and right. then think you're going to kick everyone's ass in an MMA ring, you know? Right. And it's the same thing, you know, the video, uh, and I think I've mentioned it several times on, on the podcast, but, you know, the video, uh, it is it was like a some sort of technique off of a jab and the guy comes in for the jab and they set up the technique and they're essentially in a clinch situation. The, uh, like a sankyo or something Yes, yeah, like they're in a clinch situation and Nage pushes the guy off and it's in a, which is not a bad idea in a self-defense situation. That is what you would do, right? You're gaining some space, blah, blah, blah. But then he resets into that sort of like squared up back to the, the fighting. Right. You know? And if you think that uh, Aikido is only good for struggle. That's what you're gonna do, and you're, you're you're missing a whole bunch of other stuff. And I think you know you can really see it in. For me, the things in Aikido that look the awesomest are when you know someone tries to come in to get someone, and they're just not where you think they would be. And and uh, Osente has all the the old videos of all the guys trying to attack him, and suddenly he's just outside somewhere of the group. else, right? And that's really awesome, and that has nothing to do with struggle, right? Right. I think also the other words that we haven't yet mentioned in this podcast, which are really central to what you say about where Aikido fits in this this, uh, con- this conflict system that you've Spectrum laid out, spectrum of conflict <laughs> that you've laid out, um, is symmetrical and asymmetrical conflict, and understanding that you know symmetrical conflict is you know both having the same goal in conflict. I want to knock you out, you want to knock me out. I want to grapple you, you want to grapple me. Versus the, you want to grapple me, I want to lead. You right. want to dominate me, you want to dominate me. I just want to protect my family. I don't want family. to dominate you back, right. I just want to leave. I just want to leave. I just want to be out of here Which and is, not be in this situation. If you think We've about those, about those videos of Osensei trying to, you know, eight right. guys coming in at him, there's no way he's going to be able to cut right. those eight guys out. It's and, hella you know, asymmetrical. So what, what does he do? Right. He finds the hole in the group, and he's on the outside, and then he can do whatever he needs to do, run away or attack one-on-one. Without right. visual aids, I don't know if this will be clear to everyone, but, you know, so speaking of the Ueshiba thing, when you say Ueshiba doing Aikido, he's constantly moving, and that's a really important yep. part of Aikido that I think people are missing. So, you know, one thing is, like, is let's look at the strikes in Aikido, and let's look at ski specifically, right? So Munetsuki is a big lunging thrust. And I don't know, when I was doing MMA, I don't know how many times I heard people say, oh, Aikido is that martial art with that big stupid punch that no one would throw. You know, like, right. that's a dumb punch. Why would anyone throw that punch? So if we look at that punch as a stab, right? So so uh, I don't want to get into the details of why we should look at it that way, but let's just look at it as a stab, like someone trying to stab you with a knife. Um, again, people would look at that and go, oh, you know, no one stabs someone with a knife that way. They uh, right, would do, they like, don't. a sewing machine right, or something, right, you know, right. so, like, where they would get in really close and grab someone by the back and then stab them repeatedly, right? Aikido needs modern attacks, like right. a sewing machine. Right. That's, yeah. yes. that's the old, that's the old uh, shank. Right. right. Or and shiv. So, is it a shiv that yeah. you shank with? Or? Yes. Yeah, so, so, there you go. So the big thing, right, is, like, people go, oh, you know, that no one would ever attack like that, so why does Aikido teach that? So my question is, why were you standing that close to someone with a knife who wanted to stab you that they could grab you by the back and stab you repeatedly? And you might answer that, um, oh, I didn't know they were going to do that. And then my answer would be all, well, then you need to work on your kokyu. You need to work on your intent. You need to work on your ability to tell when people have negative feelings towards you or not. Now, look, 
I'm sure that in the world there are assassins. I'm sure that there are people who know how to hide their, their intent to stab. But most normal people, if they're going to stab me, I could tell well in advance. I could tell if they're going to say a bad word to me way before they're going to say it. Because people get emotional and crazy and upset, and so you can tell that. So if you made the big mistake of getting so close to someone they could grab you by the back of the neck and stab you repeatedly, you, you need other skills other right, than how right. to deal with the stab. You're in struggle now. Right. And, yeah. Right. So let's find yeah. a way to solve that. Okay. So, so then we say, all right, well, so let's say we've developed these skills so I can recognize a potentially dangerous situation like once I'm over, someone's going to stab me, right? So then you say, well, what you should do is stay out of reach for them to stab you. And if they try to break that distance where they can easily grab you by the neck and stab you repeatedly, then you should be moving away from them. Okay? Then their attack will no longer be an attack where they are holding you by the back of the neck and stabbing you. It will be an attack where they're running after you and trying to stab you, which is a common attack we train for in Aikido. Now, if they're going to be sneaky about it, what they're going to do is stand at the distance you'll allow them to stand, right? Which should be at least arm length. And from there, they're going to launch a big, long attack to stab you in the belly. We call that big, long attack Munetsuki, right? So the attacks in Aikido are built around ideas. And these are ideas are don't go into situations where you could be potentially attacked. Now, any reasonable person say, yes, but maybe someone brings it to me. And if they bring it to me, the way I should handle and manage the situation is the way in which the only options for them to attack are the Aikido right. attacks that right. we see. Right. Yeah. So you should be forcing them to make an attack. You know. So the the, the movement. Right. The 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 reason that the Aikido throws, for example, work, and I think you know you would be able to see a lot of and e and even some of the um, uh, the kiwaza, the tangis, um, is that unbalancing, right? You know, and 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 that unbalancing exists because the person attacking um, wants to get you. And you are not in a position that is easy to, for them to get. So they unbalance themselves because it's the only way that they can get to you. Um, it's the only way they can get to you, right? So you as know, you're moving, right? right as right. you're moving. So look, and and I've seen this before, you know, and, and people talking about, but I don't think that the people that were showing the technique maybe even understood what they were doing. Right. while they were doing it but that's the idea right is that like look you want to stab me um i'm not going to square up with you so you can get in that distance to stab i'm going to make right. big dis and it's it's the reason we don't see kicks it's the reason we don't see punches is because uh it is assumed that we are not going to be in a distance right. where you right. can make a nice you know if you watch to like uh, kickboxers like they square up and there's a lot of time that they spent kind of posturing so that one person gets in uh, a good position and then he can throw that kick. If we're dueling with swords, it's the same thing, right? A lot of the time is just spent trying, one person trying to get within a distance they can strike, tricking yep. the other person, right? Yep. Um, so and if the other person just said, no, no I'm not going to play that yeah. game and kept that distance, it would be almost impossible for them to get off a nice cut, a good kick, etc. Right. So forth. They could do it on the move in a crazy right. fashion. Right. But that's they exactly would what we want right. in Aikido. That's what we train in Aikido. And so Josh was saying the word squaring up. And I don't know if all of our listeners are familiar with this word. Like, 
Um, you know, squaring up is that time you see when two people kind of square up in front of each other. They get square in front of each other. And the reason they're doing this is because they're both presenting a target to tempt the other person in, and they're trying to hit the other person in return. So if you look at a boxing match, my, uh, my objective to win is to hit you a bunch, and your objective to win is to hit me a bunch. Because our reach is approximating the same, whenever I hit you, I have to also be in range for you to hit me back. So that means in order for me to do what I need to do to win, you have to also be able to do what you need to do to win, which creates this tight distancing. In Aikido, I don't want to get you. I don't want to hit you. I don't want to throw you. I don't want to beat you. I don't want to do any of that. I just want to be safe. So every time you get into distance in your comfortable way to feel me out and make sure you can make a good, safe attack, I'm moving away from that distance. And so if you want to get to me to make the attack, you also have to move with me. And then I will move faster, and then you will have to move faster. And the only way you're possibly going to attack me is to move really rapidly in an uncontrolled way that you can't set up perfectly and do your perfect little attack that you've got envisioned that you can do. Um, then you'll have to attack me in a weird way. And those weird ways are the ways we train for an Aikido. And if we were doing this live, if Aikido people were doing this live and understanding the correct distance to set, they would see that the techniques we have are exactly the techniques you need for this kind of situation. It's really cool to see them, like, work beautifully, not at all, like, forced or muscled. Like, when you're moving and when someone is, you know, if as an attacker you're trying to put in the most you know, genuine attack, I want to get this person that you can, it, it comes off so well. It really does. You know, like, you're like, God damn it, why? It gets frustrating as the attacker when you're, you know, chasing someone around the mat when you're doing Jiwaza or Rondori or something. Like, it gets frustrating to not be able to get to that person. And so be, and like, so eventually at some point you go, well, fuck it. I'm just going to push right. as hard as I can. I'm going to run at you as hard as I right. can and, and throw a big, that crazy the, strike. That the person being attacked goes, you know, moves right. out of the way, right. or you know what I mean, like, is isn't there anymore? And so I think it like. And this is what we're it, seeing in the techniques. This is what we're seeing in, you know, right. uh, especially the kinonagari in motion techniques. These these are the you know aikyotoshi especially. This, this is the kind of stuff that we're seeing, but mm -hmm. because it's done um, in uh, form a form basis, and because you know people aren't walking through the process of what the process up to what the form is showing, we just kind of lose it and we assume that like, oh yeah, we're squared off and then he tries to come in at me with this crazy strike and I move out of the way. Right. So I think understanding the spectrum does a lot of great things for you. Um, if you're an Aikido practitioner, it should help you understand where Aikido is good. So when people say Aikido is not good for fighting, most people go, that, then it's not good for martial arts. And, no, it's great for martial arts, but not the fighting aspect, not the struggle aspect. Because fighting and, and struggle are synonymous. They're the same kind of thing. We're having some kind of difficult thing to overcome, right? Um, Aikido is not good for that. And so understanding the spectrum will help you understand Aikido. But also understanding the spectrum will show you where you need to develop other skill sets. So I know right now in the Aikido community, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is gaining a lot of popularity. And I think that's great because Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is really good for struggle. But it's like if you, if all your martial arts training is about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and IE about struggle, that means you have to be struggling before you can use your skills, your training. Right. Which means you already have to be in the worst position possible before you can do that. Now, if you get in the worst position, it's great to have those skills. But I would rather solve the right. problem Don't put, long right. before we get there. And this so is why other skills. This is why you see, and you know, I'm sure people have seen these videos where two guys get in a fight and the one guy drops down to the ground. 
and tries to, you know, get the guy to, because he knows ground fighting, so that's where he's comfortable, so that's what he wants to do. Of course. Take it it's, to the ground. Right, but it's stupid. It, it's ridiculous. It's great if we're just trying to figure out who's going to win well, this little right, match sure, between us. Right. right, and so you see this all the time. You're like, MMA guy versus Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu guy. And Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu guy keeps falling on his back over and over and over and over. And it's because the way the rules are set up there, it is beneficial right. for the for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu right, right. guy to fall down on the ground and hope the other guy follows him there because his skill set is really good there. However, in a real-life fight, that's dangerous right, thing right. to do, right? Like, being ground, able to run right. away is a way better thing to do. And if you're on your back, you can't run away. Being able to see other potential threats coming is a good thing to do, and when you're on your back, it's hard to see that. Being able to manipulate weapons very efficiently is a good thing to do, and when you're on your back, you can't do that, right? So, all the things that would help you in real dangerous situations aren't on the ground on your back. Now, that's not to say those skills aren't awesome. Right. And a lot and of times, I think when people yeah. start... Or even necessary. Yeah, when people start talking this way, I think sport martial arts hear this and they go, yeah, but look, my throws are good whether it's on the street or whether it's in a match. And you are 100% right. But wouldn't it be better not to have to right, throw right. that throw, right? Not to have to do that throw or not be able to hit someone like that. And so Aikido is teaching an earlier skill set. Right. Well, and not to mention, like, you know, maybe you are really great at throwing and, you know, you're, you're super good at it and you feel really confident with that. What if that guy that you throw has three buddies and right. one of them's sure. got a knife. You know yeah, what I mean? Or that it's guy like, weighs 290 pounds. Right, right. Yeah. Like, you know, you know not, like, if you're not 292 pounds, you're not, you <laughs> yes. might not be able to throw that guy. Yes. Uh, it's good, you know. Or There's maybe, always someone Or maybe bigger. that guy uh, understands throwing as well as you do. Right. So, you know, you you're, know. You're, say you're a black belt in judo and you're good um, and you come up against a scrappy white belt. How long does it take you to throw him? Now, no doubt you're going to throw that guy. But how long does it take? Does it take you 30 seconds to throw that guy? Does it take you a minute? Now imagine how long it's taking you to throw that guy with someone else running in to get right, you at right, the same right. time. And this is not the way we think, you know. So, you know, if I'm good at Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, right, like, you know, anyone who doesn't train Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I'm going to get them, right? Even with a pretty severe weight difference, right. I'm going to get them. But how long? How long does it take right, me to right. get them? Because if it takes me a minute, and, you know, like if I'm dealing with a guy who's 40 pounds heavier than me and scrappy, it's going to take me a minute to get it, right? Because right? right. I'm going to be clever and strategic and move through it. And especially, that's if he's not stalling. And, you know, like I've got to work some things. Yeah. So it's going to take me 30 seconds a minute to get that guy, right? 30 seconds would be impressive, you know? But if... All that time that I'm trying to get him with my cool techniques that I've learned, someone else is coming up to kick right. me in Kicking the head. Kicking you in the head or, yeah. yeah. Right. So, so there's a real problem with thinking about it this way. You know, Yoshiba said this in a, in, a, in a radio interview where he said, you know, one-to-one -one martial arts could not satisfy me. Yeah. And I think this is the kind of thing he's talking about where you can't, you can't solve everything like that. Yeah. And it's not that those aren't good skill sets. I'm not talking trash. I love sport martial arts. I love Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Right. But it's just got its place. And, and like I said, it's super fun. Like you Brazilian know, Jiu-Jitsu. I like. Fuck. I so like fun. I like dueling. I like you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's not the only thing. And I think when you look at the things that Aikido offers, I mean, it to me, it's like there's such a wealth and such a depth of opportunity there of things that you can train and things that you could. And if you get that. Um, you're really setting yourself up for something uh, almost otherworldly, which yeah. is like what people say, right? But it's sort of true. Um, yeah. So, so I think what's the real strength of the spectrum is helping you understand 
what skill sets might be important at what stage and recognizing a stage. So as complex building going, oh, we're here now. Right. And how do I keep it from getting to that next stage? And if it gets to that next stage and I realize that it's coming sooner, then I can handle, I can prepare for what that next stage is going to be earlier. Right. Um, it, it, does this, so we talked about it here. Does this thing, the uh, spectrum exists anywhere that people can go and look at it and like? Uh, I think it's on AikidoStudent.com. Okay. Um, I, actually, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, uh, let's, also, let's try um, to put a link in our show Reddit, notes. On the Reddit um, FAQ for the Aikido page on Reddit, um, they put a, a link to it in there so you can also oh, see it Oh, that's cool. There. Yeah. That's way cool. I think it would be nice for people to be able to go and, and kind of look through it and, and see it laid out a little bit. Um, I think it's really good. And I also think it just kind of shows a lot of um, – it's just a, a good little snapshot of, you know – what you need to be thinking about in terms of am I going to come out on top of this conflict, you know? Yeah. Right. Or what um, do I want from this conflict? Conflict. What does this other person want? How can we? How can I make this situation the most beneficial for me and hopefully both of us? Yeah. And I think when you look at it in this in in this in the context of the spectrum, and you see that like Aikido works in uh, intent, contact, action, not so much toward the other end, um, then you realize, look, Aikido, uh, you use it, and, and on the other end, as you get to struggle, is are other things that you can build on sure. on top of that. Sure. Um, and then, to me, it makes perfect sense. So it's like, yeah, you can study those things. And if you're really good at Aiki, you might never have to, you never have to know anything sure. else, right? Because you might be... Um, so on it that you know you're never gonna get into past the intent stage. And, and past at the, the same time, just play know. devil's advocate here on the same tide. Realize that if you want some skills that are in struggle, there are other martial arts you can seek out, and you sure. don't have to make your Aikido about that. Thank you. Yeah, I no, I totally, I, uh, I totally. Agree. Yeah, I don't think we ever mean to say that other martial arts aren't valid or worth studying. I mean, we I, all I love martial arts. We right. love we all love martial arts, yeah, and so I think. And we all do a bunch of different kinds of things yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, I think um, it's just understanding that like Aikido is neither terrible nor wonderful. Right. And, you it's know what I mean? Just what it is. It's a tool and it's a it thing, and it's important to understand how to use that tool for what it's meant for. Right. Yeah. And be able to go, this isn't the tool I need right now, or right. this is the tool I need right now. And and I really do think that realizing that it's not like it is not. It is not a struggle art, you know. Right. That like right. that's that's it's it's a contact art. It's about intent, um, and if you can get those skills, and to me, it's like those those skills are transferable all like uh, all across the spectrum. Um, it's putting Aikido so. versus karate or something is like a chef's knife versus a screwdriver, you know. Like they don't really even do the same things right. at all. Right. And they're both great, and they're both separate, sure. and both different, totally great. and they're both good for different things. And so, why would we compare them in the first place? You know, and you might need both. Yeah, <laughs> you I, do I, need I both. I need both. I have both. Uh, right, right, exactly. <laughs> I pretty much do everything with a screwdriver. screwdriver. So. <laughs> Cut this. Or actually, other way, I do everything with a chef knife. I yeah. try to screw screws. I don't know how many times I've actually tried to unscrew screws There's with a knife. There's been a couple knife. times where I've, I've screwed it's in the screws dumbest, with a butter knife. It's, it's the dumbest thing in the world. but Don't I, try it. I do it, yeah. Um, so what, what are we looking at on time-wise here? Are we, uh, oh, we yeah, we're at 39 minutes. Well, we're there right we go. There, right Look the at us. 
I feel like we're really we've we've gotten a sense of each other's uh, pacing. So it's kind of like when we get to the end, we just all right, we're done. We had a little cake break in the middle. Oh, we did have a little bit of cake break, and that's that's and fine. And thank you to whoever. Um, yeah, gave us these gave beautiful, us this awesome uh, PF Chang's um, card yeah. here. Yeah. And uh, we're we're trying to get Maya to call up the old uh, uh, patrons here because uh, uh, it's important that you guys get a thank you from us because we appreciate it. Yeah. And Maya really should be the most excited because. She's the one stuck paying for this. If you guys, right. if uh, you guys ever decide, ever decide you don't want to <laughs> to give us money, then Maya's got to pay for it all. Because uh, I said when we started right. this, at the very I'm beginning, not for like it. I, this is great as long as I don't have to do anything. <laughs> um, well, he does the work of it. So real so. quick, while I'm pulling this up, actually, I wanted to say um, if you guys have a moment, um, drop us a review on iTunes oh, yeah. and any awesome. other place. I'm actually not sure if you can review us on any other. I think whatever, you can. Google Play, I yeah, think, has some Whatever service that you're listening to us on, if you want to go ahead and drop a review, it's it would be amazing. Yeah. Um, also, send us an email. Yeah. Write us messages if there's something you want to see or you want to, you know, you want to hear or questions you have yeah. or if you want to insult us, like, let us know. Right. Or if you think we're wrong, or we missed <laughs> something. No, I mean, because truthfully, I think sure, you know, this is that. Aikido yeah. discuss, so there should be some yeah, discussion, and it should maybe be more than just us discussing here. And so we love it when you guys have a topic idea yeah, for us. It's yeah. super great, and I don't know what we're doing We're next, probably so running really out of topics right now, so uh, <laughs> this will be a good one. So, our patrons. Uh, so, our patrons are? Yay. Here they come. They're coming up right now. Okay. We have Rob Kitson, Rob John Kitson. Smith, Urbano, Letty, Lenny Acuna, Jim Sullivan, Matt Riley, Ward Dean, and Grant Templin. And shout out to Ted Rose also. Yeah. And our mysterious uh, P.F. Chang's benefactor. Uh, benefactor. Yeah. 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 So um, Great expectations. I feel also like our benefactor from Texas who sent us the oh, right, right, the right, yeah. yeah. Our, our mysterious benefactor from Texas. I think we need to um, also uh, start working on some... Uh, some swag, some, some swag for people, I'm and not and not just for our. I mean, to our talk patrons. To an artist right now. I'm in the discussion. Our, yeah. our patrons, I think, uh, you know, it's important. We should get them some, but it would be nice to have other people. And I personally would like to wear a shirt or put a yeah. sticker on my car or something. So. I, yeah, I would definitely wear a shirt or hat or something. An yeah. enamel Ooh, pin. An enamel pin. Those That's are big now. hipster. That is that hipster. Is stuff hipster right there. enamel pin. What is our demographic? I don't even know what our, our age demographic. I have no idea. I don't know if like. Real young people, real old people. I see. We need like to look at our analytics. College kids, professionals. I have no idea what. No idea. To well, so I've looked at. Um, actually, this is yeah. a good. This is a good thing that I mentioned. Oh. I've looked at our demographics, at least in terms of SoundCloud, because it tracks um, where people are from and stuff. And we have a pretty good demographic in terms of. I've seen people from Germany, people from Japan, people from Australia, um, people from the U.S., people from Canada, Mexico. I there's a. Uh, India, even like there have been a lot of different. How old are these people, and what do they do? For no idea. Yet? I have no okay. idea. So I, that's I, the important it doesn't stuff. collect that information. How uh, much? What can I sell them? <laughs> that's that's what, all what we're all about. How can how can I sell their information this to other people? This super sweet uh, one week seminar that will teach you everything you ever need to know about Aikido, and will make you holy. Jesus. We should actually. I I think uh, if any look if anyone uh, has some some dollar bills. Uh, and uh, is interested in, in hearing us. No, because look, this happened. Uh, invite us out. We'll come to your place of uh, business, and we'll do a podcast live there. Oh, Josh is trying to get us. Give a seminar. Right. Get, we'll do a seminar, 
uh, we'll talk, you know, your school, whatever, and, and, and we'll do a podcast. It'll be a lot of fun. Okay, yeah. Actually, so think about that. Well, <laughs> so think about it. Actually, not joking, though. Like, if there's anyone that, like, wants to hear more about this, and, I mean, I feel like talking to you, Chris, doesn't do it justice in terms of podcast versus learning in class. And so I feel like if anyone is interested in the way that you're looking at Aikido, like, send us a message and, you know, we could consider putting something together because yeah. it's... Well, and we can definitely get more information and, and kind of... Um, you know, there's a lot of information online, and there's a lot of videos, and you can kind of see a lot of the stuff that we've done over the years. But um, yeah, we can yeah. always we can always work something out as well. Hit us up, let us know. This is what we like all like to do. Always so. be closing is what they say. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm just stop, Josh. I'm just using. I'm just trying to sell it all here. So, all right. Well, I think I'm I'm done. Yeah. yeah. So we got I our fortune cookies. Else is, we got to read our fortune cookies right. here and pay our bills. So. All right. Yep. All right. Thanks, Thanks so, so much, much, guys. Thank you. Take Appreciate care. It. Goodbye.